Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Wilson. We were finally able to get my mom, Debbie, on the show today. We ask her a bunch of questions about her homeschool experience, and we hope you find what she has to say encouraging. Today's show is brought to you by Teaching Textbooks, an award-winning math program for homeschoolers that is sure to make you and your children smile. So let's get started. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Well, uh, my wife and I have just been bantering back and forth over this. <laughs> so I don't feel very perky at this moment, but maybe I'll get it. But, be, but for all the people who are watching this on Facebook, I want to give a special deal. Um, we had a Cyber Monday. We called it Magenta, Magenta Monday yesterday where uh, we were selling all our Christmas products, um, all our products, uh, like our Game to Bethlehem. Uh, maybe you can see some things in the background. We've got some calendars, uh, page-a-day calendars called the You-to-Dad Daily Calendar for your husband. We've got a great hat like I've got on right now that says Family Man. But here's the deal. All our books, including Lies Homeschooling Moms Believe, Lies Teens Believe, Homeschool Teens Believe, What's Next, uh, the official book of homeschooling cartoons, uh, our Christmas audio CDs, everything on our site is now 10% off just to you who are listening when you use this code at checkout, I'll try to remind you again at the end or at the middle. Um, and it's FB Live. So, like Facebook Live. Okay. So, operators are standing by. This is only during this portion. Once the, the we go off the air in about 30 minutes, we're going to turn that off. So, FB Live, like Facebook Live. Okay. Well, we do have my wife with us, Ben's mom. And, uh, you know, I thought this would be a great opportunity for maybe you to. Uh, hear from her, um, and maybe you have some questions you'd like to ask. But I'm got a kind of just kind of an introduction. Um, some of you know her. Uh, this is my wife Debbie. I'm just gonna ask her. You know, how long you've been homeschooling? Uh, since 19, probably 99, 98, something like that. So maybe almost 20 years. So that's all our kids, all the way from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, how many of you graduated? Now I know these answers. I'm not asking for me. I'm asking for you. We've graduated four so far. And we have four left to go. Um, you know, uh, maybe you could tell us, I don't have this on the little questions that I was going to ask you, but uh, maybe you could tell us just super quick uh, how we got into homeschooling. I'll tell them how we got into homeschooling. Um, well, Todd wanted to and I didn't. And um, he he felt inspired to because we had been reaching out to the neighbors in our little street. And um, the older they got and the more we got to know them, the more alarming it was at what they were growing up in and exposed to. And um, he realized one day that our kids were going to be going to school with um, all these kids from this rough little street. And he was like, I don't want them to be in that environment all day. So he mentioned that he wanted to homeschool. But I was already overwhelmed with several little kids at home, and I just was like, there's just no way I can't add that. I can't do it. And But he talked me into doing it, trying it for a year, and um, said that we would go to Plan B at the end of that year if it didn't work out. Which, which probably, is boarding school. <laughs> which he probably <laughs> lied. But anyway, somehow we made it, and um, each year it kind of felt like, a, well, we'll try it again next year until eventually we just – closed the hatch and knew that that's what we were going to do no matter what. Well, I can remember when we first started, you know, the way we set up our little room, we had our little desk set up and, and I remember the excitement of it. And it felt like a little like kindergarten college that I used to watch on television in our house, you know, where you do little crafts and we'd set things up. Um, 
But maybe you could tell us the difference between how how you used to homeschool, like maybe in the beginning, and you know how you homeschool now. Well, in some ways, it's still the same um, because I always knew that I wanted to um, do school or use curriculum that wasn't too textbooky. Um, I tr- I just sort of memorized my way through school, but didn't really feel like I learned or retained much. And so I didn't want that same thing for my kids. And so some of the philosophy and curriculum I started with, I still use now with my youngest kids. But some of the differences are, um, I, I schoolified it a lot more early on. Like I can remember Ben's first day of school, I think I wore a skirt, which I never wear skirts. <laughs> and I had to stand up and say the pledge to the flag and, um, and that sort of thing. And so, um, what'd you say, Ben? I said, I'm pretty sure I remember that. Do you? Yeah. We said it every day for a while. Cause you think about, you don't think about it until you are somewhere and you're, you get there with your younger kids and they've never even heard the pledge of the flag and you're like, Oh man, we should have done that. So, and somehow you kind of think that like when you're doing that, you think that's how school is supposed to look like, mm-hmm. you know, that you're supposed to sit there and do the pledge and you're supposed to do all those things. So you did that. Right. And, until I heard, um, a speaker, the farewells, um, I went to one of their workshops and they said, don't go buy a desk, go buy a comfy couch. And so that helped me start to transition from, over schoolifying everything to to just um more of a lifestyle of learning and enjoying reading together so, so were you more stressed out back then or are you are you yeah are you more more stressed out now i don't, I don't know. know i mean the stress is always there i feel like um unfortunately but um even though you've already graduated four you feel still still that stress of like well maybe you're not going to do a good job it's not i don't know i think the stress is when you see their there are things that they aren't um, fluent in yet, not not a language, but just where you know they're not at the level they need to be as far as just their ability in a certain subject. You still feel the stress of, you know, is that my fault? They've got to get better at this. And so that stress is always there, I think, no matter how many kids, no matter how many years. But in a lot of ways, it was way more stressful early on because it's just more stressful when you're um, – teaching a bunch of little kids. I mean, I had to be a lot more rigid about our schedule just because I had to, I had to balance, you know, what a baby was going to do and a toddler was going to do and, and kids in school. And it's just a really big juggling act. And so I think it's just stressful by nature of, of juggling all that. Now my youngest is 10 and it's like, now the most stressful part is probably just attitudes and, dealing with when they don't want to do school and I don't want to do school or that kind of thing. So that happens to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we've been doing this for a long time and you still have a bad attitude sometimes. Yeah. Because I feel so overwhelmed and busy in life that <laughs> I don't have time to do school. It feels like <laughs> So, but so it's always that kind of sits on your shoulder. Like I've got to do school. I have to do that first today before I accomplish this other mountain of stuff to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, cause I know everybody's going to want to know what, what curriculum do you use or different curriculums do you use? Well, I've used probably more than most people over the years because, um, I tend to get bored with things year after year after year. Um, I don't know how the people do it who start with one thing and never stop for the next 20 years, but, 
So I, I used sunlight off and on over the years. Um, I don't use it extensively, like thoroughly. I just usually use their book lists, um, but not all their books. I um, have to sometimes weed out a few that I don't necessarily love or care for. But um, basically, I use mostly literature-based curriculums. Um, I just... Um, and by literature, I, I know most moms know, but if there's a dad listening, he's like, what is well, literature-based? Just more of a reading real right. living books rather than textbooks for a lot of subjects. And a living book, I mean, is a story, right? Um, it's just, it's not just a story, but it's usually not a textbook form. And it's either a story or, you know, just, it could be a picture book, more really. More based more than I would think. Yeah. So just like informational based right mm-hmm yep so and then there's other curriculums I mean teaching textbooks came along at a time when I was trying to teach I don't know let's see Ben say math I don't know probably math to five different kids at once or so and so that was hugely helpful because um, I could instead of having to sit with each kid and do math I could um, defer some of them to the computer to do math and that freed up a lot of time plus it took out some of the um battling between mom and child of certain ones that was harder with math and you're a math person mm -hmm. um some of my other favorite curriculums if you have kids that can't write and don't want to write i've i've often used institute for excellence in writing i know ben really um, like theirs i remember when we first started that with you you literally could not write a sentence the day before we started it. And then, and you, it was like tooth and nail to get you to write anything because you didn't want to spell anything wrong and you didn't want to make a mistake. And then after we had gone through that for a while, you said writing was your favorite subject. So, but then later down the road, you know, when Catherine came along, she's a natural born writer. So she felt a little frustrated with it because it, it made it a little too maybe simplified or, it had a formula, and she didn't want the formula because she was already such a natural writer. But it's still a great program. Um, well, I'm going to ask you because I know other people asked you. Um, you did something different with Catherine because she liked to write stories. What were the, the, the programs you used for her? Well, a couple. Um, she would write stories on her own, but she didn't quite always know how to um, put it all into an actual finished story. So learn to write the novel way is what she used um, the first year she wrote her first fiction book and we we've published it and we sell you know the three in that series but so she would attribute a lot to that um, just helping her figure out how to really start to finish um, complete it all in a coherent way and then um, but in high school she used the power in your hands it's written by a homeschool mom it's an excellent writing program and that challenged her in a lot of other areas besides just fiction and mm. but it's a really good program too what about because some some moms probably thinking well what about science i didn't hear you mention science you know i've tried many science programs over the year and i'm pretty much a firm believer that in elementary um you know if you just read a lot of books about a lot of different things in nature and um our world and they're already so naturally inquisitive and curious and um I feel like you can end up kind of squelching that love for that when you read this long science um, textbook. Yeah. It's similar to history, of, how we've talked in the past. I mean, yeah. other subjects are similar to that, I think. 
Uh-huh. That's one of them. Yeah. So, I mean, they love doing experiments. Um, so I don't do intensive elementary science, um, but... I mean, I know we've used Apologia some, mm-hmm. uh, but basically we just had the kids read a chapter or read no, a little I bit read of it, it right? To them. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember we did some experiments and stuff, but we were never huge into like dissecting the baby pig and you know yeah. All, yeah. identifying every part, you know, and all that kind yeah. of stuff. I mean, we weren't super intensive in that way. I don't. Think My favorite know. years of science were when Dad's day off was I can't remember yeah, when he was, that was a pastor. Really good. And he yeah, would, that was when you were four. Nah, you were older than that. And he would, on his day off, he would do hands-on science with them all, and it was wonderful. That's so, when yeah, I was. Can I give an example? Not tired. So what we used to do is we'd have a, I don't know, it was like a nature journal. It was just one of those cheap college books or whatever. And we would do something like we'd research leaves, and we'd, uh, you know, because Dad used to be in the landscaping, so he would, you know, that was something he was interested in. So we'd draw a bunch of leaves, we'd, you know, and use that notebook to, mm-hmm. you know, color them, and it was really fun filling in the notebook with stuff. And obviously, it wasn't the whole one, but, and we did, I don't know, it was probably a lot less than I remember, but a few of them mm-hmm. at least, and they yeah. were super memorable, you know, because I actually still remember some of the stuff we used to do then. So yeah. I think that was really fun. Well, just lest you listen listening to this and think, "Wow, wouldn't that be amazing?" He hasn't um, done that I since I, I was never eight. Did that with my <laughs> children. So. Yeah, so that was cool, but it didn't last long. I'm going to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Teaching Textbooks. Teaching Textbooks is a complete math program for homeschoolers from grade three through pre-calculus. Teaching Textbooks explains, corrects, and demonstrates every problem to your child in an engaging way that takes the conflict and responsibility away from you. What's even more exciting is that the newest version is an online curriculum that works on Macs, Windows, Chromebooks, as well as tablets and smartphones. So no matter where you are, your child has easy access to their math lesson for that day. If you're concerned about cost, their new lower price average is out to only about four to six dollars per month for 12 months. And if that isn't enough, Teaching Textbooks is now offering a new discounted plan for larger families. Frida from Indianapolis said, I was trying to write a review without gushing about how excellent your Algebra 1 Teaching Textbooks is, but I can't do it. You have made it so understandable that even my 11-year-old is learning algebra. To learn more about their free trial or to view a sample lesson, go to teachingtextbooks.com. Now, back to some more great questions for my mom. Hey, uh, Debbie, I don't even know if you saw it. I got an email, I think it was a couple days ago. Um, It it was from a mom, and I'm going to post it because it was such a great email, who says she loves her kids, but she hates homeschooling. You know, she just doesn't like the school part of homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you rank yourself in that? Are you one of those moms? And of course, I know the answer, but I'm just asking for them. Are you one of those moms who just gets all giddy when you're talking about lesson plans? And No. <laughs> I don't talk about lesson plans. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. I can relate to that lady a lot. I mean, I love my kids too, but I mean, I love that we get to homeschool and I love the fruit of it. But I don't love it every single day. I mean, again, I think part of that, though, is just because I feel this looming weight that I need to do it a certain way. And when if I didn't have that and I could just do school 100 percent how I wanted to and had the confidence to do that, I think I would enjoy it a lot more. But on the other hand, I might not because (laughs) I just feel so busy. Like I just, it feels like another thing you have to fit in every day. So do you feel like some of that weight is from comparing? I mean, do you feel like another mom mentions something and you're like, Oh, my kid can't can't do that. Yeah. I mean, I used to struggle with that a lot more, but, um, 
you know, you just got to learn to plug your ears and, and just not listen to it because you can only do what you can do. And, um, sometimes that's easier said than done. I still struggle with it every once in a while, but then, you know, if somebody, then I don't know, cause you know, someone, some mother who says, or maybe some person says, well, then, then why homeschool? Why do you do it, Debbie, if you don't really love it, you know, or to this mom, why do you do it if you don't really love it? Because I assume there are some wives out there who don't really love it. Mm-hmm. And their husband says, well, you could solve it right now by putting the kids in school. Why, why don't you? Well, for one thing, because I love that my kids get to be home every day in our safe home and um, don't have to deal with all the crud going on in school systems. So that's a big motivation. I have four amazing adult kids that um, turned out incredible in spite of me. And um, that is a huge um, motivator because even though I failed miserably along the way, God still somehow used it. And they are each amazing individuals. I wish mm-hmm. you guys could meet them all. And they um, they are strong in their faith and they um, they're all just great. And so I, I know that it's, I know that it's, um, effective and, um, I love that my kids are friends with each other and I love that it allows them to be who they're made to be. Hmm. They've had time to, um, develop into what God's created them to be a lot of times. I mean, not, not necessarily super to a T, but just, allowed to be who they were and what they, you know, were going to be good at. And so those are some of my main reasons. That's good. Did you ask dad what her favorite part about homeschooling is? Well, I'm going to, I think that's kind of the answer. How about you ask the next one? Okay. Hold it. (laughs) She said, that's not my favorite part. part, Then what is your favorite part about homeschooling? homeschooling. My favorite part about homeschooling is reading aloud with the kids. I love when we sit on the couch and read all kinds of great books together. That's my favorite part. And then what's the least favorite part? I think you may have kind of brushed on this a little bit. Uh, the least favorite part is, hmm, <laughs> I have to just pick one. <laughs> pick th- No, you can pick more than no, one. Um, again, just I think that weight of feeling responsible for, you know, if they're, if they can't write a sentence, I feel like it's my fault. If they, if they aren't, you know, reading as well as I might want them to, it, I feel the weight of it. So I think the weight is honestly my least favorite part. Hmm. And I'll ask you, do I, do I, as a husband, do I do things that encourage you or discourage you in homeschooling or could discourage you or encourage you? Usually you're super encouraging. He's left me notes Whew. all my years. <laughs> Get to the part where that's not good. Though. Well, we can cut that out. <laughs> um, just constantly telling me I'm doing a great job, I can do it, and and encouraging me along the way. The only thing that sometimes discourages me is when he says things like, spelling doesn't matter. They're either a good speller or they're not. Because I'm a huge speller, like that's important to me. And so... It and I feels, think it doesn't matter. But <laughs> I feel like it does matter. <laughs> and so he doesn't care why I'm stressed out about it when I feel like they can't spell anything. And he... So that part's a little discouraging, but we can't all be perfect. <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> so what do you say then, mom, to someone who has, you know, a couple kids or, you know, two or three under the age of five and just feels burned out? What do you th- what would you give them as advice? 
Do they have older kids too, or just little kids? <laughs> it's a made-up question. Let's it's just say younger, because maybe once they're to your age you know, or like your point, they've yeah. maybe had a little bit more experience with it. But that that first bit is where burnout probably happens the most. I bet. Yeah, you know, I know this sounds cliche, but just try so hard to embrace that stage of when they're little, and I know they're dependent on you for everything, but it's just the sweetest years. I mean, just to not worry about school in those early years and just to, even though it's super, super hard those years to just embrace them and enjoy them because like literally you just, one day it's just over. You, you have, you're no longer Mm. pregnant nursing or changing diapers and you just cannot believe how quick and overnight it's just done. And I always loved what a brought a baby brought into our house and it was sad for a lot of years when, you know, we weren't having any more. Um, so just don't wish those years away. Um, enjoy them while they last because it really won't last forever, even though it feels like it will. Okay, how about to the mom who maybe doesn't have little kids? Maybe she has a couple of teenagers and, you know, they're getting into the hard stuff now and maybe not just hard stuff but bad attitudes and maybe they're feeling like, their kids are questioning them and their friends are going, well, why don't you just put them in school? What do you say to that mom? Mm -hmm. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know it's tempting. It's, it's tempting because you feel like you can have, have them be someone else's problem and someone else's responsibility for teaching all these things that feel too hard for you to teach. But I just cannot tell you how, how much grief, I think it saves by not putting them in that environment through their teen years and, um, you know, and not, and just not thinking that they're going to learn so much more at school. I mean, I hope it's okay to say this, but I have a friend this year who's always homeschooled, but she put her son just part-time at the public high school. Um, and it, she would say it has been an absolute complete waste of time. He has not learned anything. He hates it. Um, even though he's done fine. And I just don't know what the point is. You can do it all the way through. Um, and if there's subjects that feel impossible, there's lots of opportunities and options out there to where you don't even have to teach it if you don't want. And I just wouldn't do it. I just I just think there's too much at stake and too much, you know, you'd be giving up. And I just don't think there's ever really a, a big enough reason to. I mean, I know that I've talked to... Uh, moms who said, oh, if I thought I had problems during homeschool, I put them in school and it was like throwing, you know, gas on a fire. You take on a whole new set of problems, really. Mm -hmm. What I hear. (laughs) All right. So if there's something you had to do differently looking back and you've kind of brushed this a little bit, but what would you do differently, you know, starting over? Yeah. I mean, I would just relax and, and stress less, you know? I mean, when you get stressed and you just, you, all it does is hurt you and your kids' interaction and relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's just not worth that. But it's really hard to remember that in the midst of the daily grind. So, I mean, I wish I could just take my personality off and put on someone else's who's real laid back and just fun all the time, but I'm not like that. So. If I could do it differently, well, poor Ben, he was my guinea pig, so (laughs) he probably got the brunt of the most of that. Um, And I would just let it go. And, you know, when things are tense, 
then you just stop. And when someone's crying, like I had someone this week crying over math, <laughs> then you just stop and you try again the next day. And you make it more fun than you want to. You let go of the schedule and you play games one day and you just, you mix it up and just have fun with it instead of being so bound to the lesson plan. And it really is a choice. I mean, you really have to make that choice or you could, you could let it drive you. I remember one time uh, we were friends with, and this is a long time ago, we were friends with uh, mom and dad, and they were homeschoolers, and they were, she was super intense. I mean, they had marker boards all over their house and had molecular numbers, uh, you know, and uh, I remember one time we were in church and she was sitting behind me and, and a mom came down and sat beside her and said something like, now you homeschool, uh, do you have any advice for me as a new homeschooler? And I almost turned around and said, don't listen to her. Because I thought she's going to say, oh, you know, do this really tough stuff. And she kind of, but then, I, but I was quiet. I thought, oh, Todd, you don't have all the wisdom in the world. And, uh, but I was listening to her. And uh, the mom kind of paused and she sighed and she said, well, you know, if I were to start all over, I would tell you to enjoy your children. You know, and really that was, that was her only advice. And uh, sometimes we think, you know, that it's, it's about teaching them more. Really, it is, it is about uh, just enjoying them because, as Debbie said, it goes by really, really quick. Well, Ben, do we have, you know, we can't see the Facebook thing, uh, but are there any questions from any of the other moms? Yeah, we had a couple questions here, and uh, Chris Schneider, by the way, says hi. Uh, oh, hi, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> that was so, a high school friend. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, so she Debbie. says, great advice even from a non-homeschooler She's whose personality mom. I want. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we had a couple questions here. The first one I'll have mom, and then I might actually part answer a little bit on the second one here. But uh, the first one are, is from Tim and Amy Myers, and she said, uh, any advice on how to homeschool a child with ADHD or learning disabilities? Um, you know, we don't have much experience with that. The I don't ADHD, know. I'm just <laughs> well, the ADHD part, I, I would just, probably. I mean, keep it as short as humanly possible. You know, maybe every 15 minutes have them go do something like jump on the trampoline if you can or like literally anything. I mean, my kids play with all kinds of things while I'm reading to them. Um, just keep it short, you know, and, and it's okay that they have short attention spans. The learning disabilities, um, you know, I don't, I've never had my kids tested, so I don't know if any have, I've, I've been, um, suspect, suspect yeah. that they, some of them have had dyslexia and stuff, but I've never had them tested. So I would just patiently work with them slow and steady. And then if it gets to a point, you know, where they're maybe getting near 12 and 13 and there's still just a huge, you know, to seek help. I mean, there's lots of help out there. Um, I know, um, Diane Kraft has really good stuff for those kinds of things. And so just get help. I, I just, and remember that your kids are still masterpieces, you know, that they're, they're not less than they're the, you know, God made them that way. And so to enjoy them, not look at them as like the adversary that are, they're in the way of you getting your stuff done, or they're not like all the other kids. Um, you know, they're, they're amazing the way they are made right now and you should still enjoy them. I wanted to put in one more plug, Ben, cause I, when you asked me about curriculum, I didn't get to name all the ones I would wanted to name. Not that I had a list, but, 
Um, one we've been using lately is called Trail Guide to Learning. I had never heard of it until a couple years ago. Um, but it's it's a really great curriculum, too. You read aloud, but you also do kind of a unit study and hands-on stuff, and you can make it what you want it to be. And it's just it's a nice balance. So. And if you if you like, you know, like American history, it's it feel there's a lot of that. Awesome. Um, and it seems like a lot of what you're saying is, you know, a lot of people tackle like those subjects and getting their agenda done first before enjoying their kids. And I feel like for a lot of moms, it seems like enjoying their kids comes first and then maybe some of that other stuff can flow from there. But it's mm-hmm. not usually in that order. Uh, we're having a lot of people just saying thank you so much for sharing. But one of the other ones here that I think is I, I really am interested in this kind of thing is Kendra Mitchell says, nothing makes me want to throw in the homeschool towel faster than my 13-year-old son who asks for helps or help and then argues that I'm wrong. He has a great heart, but his inspirations are to be a YouTube gamer. How do I steer this into a career that doesn't involve him living in my basement forever? I really do want my <laughs> husband back someday. But I thought, I mean, obviously I – you know, I'm in that world a lot because I enjoy that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. uh, in the tech. Um, maybe you want to answer part of it, but I, I think I'd also have a couple of suggestions too. But No, go ahead. I want to hear what you have to say. I mean, my first thing is dad always talks about, and you should read his book, Dream Big, which is a good one. Um, and he just basically talks about, you know, fanning their flame. Uh, you don't have to just stomp on it and put it out because a lot of times once they start getting a little bit older and actually have to support, you know, if they meet someone or something like that, I'm guessing he's only 13. So, you know, you're probably not going to have a lot of harm until now, uh, or at this point. Um, and I would say, you know, with YouTube especially, uh, you should have him or really encourage him to just start trying to do stuff on his own, even if he isn't a professional or anything like that. I mean, if he's 13, that's like probably six or seven years, you know, or five years of, you know, stuff he could be doing. And if he's done it for a month and then finds out, man, this is super hard to shoot videos and edit them and put them together and put them up on a channel, then he'll probably stop on his own and realize that otherwise, uh, maybe, you know, if he's really good and he enjoys it and he keeps at it, you know, maybe it could turn into a career, but the vast majority of people can't man- maintain it. And you don't need to tell him that and stop him from ever even trying. You might as well let him go ahead and, and you know, start encouraging him to do that stuff. Because honestly, even if he does something else later, maybe he gets into video editing or maybe he's interested in something else that related to that. And I mean, we've hired people at my company, which we do some video editing, who have run their own YouTube channels and that's turned into a great, you know, great thing for them. So I don't think at that age you need to worry too much um, in that by stopping it out and saying, oh, well, the majority of them, you know, in a broke living in a parent's basement because I don't think. And it probably... could be an advantage of having them live in your basement. <laughs> Possibly. I guess you get to count them on your taxes for longer. <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, but we should do it. We'll, we'll do a, an episode one of these days on technology. That'd be a good yeah. one. And Senator Denson said, remind folks how many kids Debbie has and how long she's been homeschooling. Uh, eight kids and 20 years, basically. I know she doesn't look that old. Yep, that's for sure. So that's all the questions it looks like. Most of them, again, are just comments, uh, you know, really saying how much this uh, you needed to hear it because I think a lot of people go through this. Um, Well, let me just say then, uh, because then we're going to hang up here um, and go do our family Advent night, our first one of the season. Um, Again, I'm going to kind of I'm going to leave that code up for just about an hour. So if you would like to go to the smilinghomeschooler.com and go to the store and it will take you to a site where you can see all our products, you can buy anything 10% off right now. Uh, just use the code FB 
whatever I said, live. Live, and F- it is on the live. screen right now. So if you use that code uh, and go to th- uh, either thesmilinghomeschool.com and then hit the store and click on over from there. And again, the calendar, uh, the game, and a bunch of other really awesome stuff. So you should go yep. do that. Yep. All right. Okay, well, we can thanks, let my wife Mom. go. Bye. See ya. All right, Dad. Well, you should do a more uh, official ending because just ending is hard to transition. Okay. So just say, you know, thanks okay, for watching. Keep smiling that. type thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. I'll finish it up. Well, I hope you were encouraged by listening to my wife. I know I was once uh, we got through the arguing part, and uh, she's an amazing person. I am so glad that I can be her husband. But you know what? She's just like you. Um, she feels like you. She feels discouraged like you. and But she also sees the joy of homeschooling. And uh, let me just encourage you as we're in these four weeks before uh, Christmas, maybe you could even start maybe gearing down a little bit, maybe uh, taking one of your subjects tomorrow and replacing it with something fun. Um, so maybe play a game instead of math or, or go bake some cookies or wrap some presents or just talk about the coming season. Hey, uh, have a great week and don't forget, don't stop smiling. Thanks for joining us for episode 17 of our podcast. I hope what my mom, Debbie, had to say was encouraging to you. If you would like to check out any of the Christmas products that Todd mentioned, you can visit thesmilinghomeschooler.com and click on store. Send questions or comments to Todd at smilinghomeschooler.com. And we would like to thank our good friends at Teaching Textbooks for making today's show possible. You can learn more about all the great math products, try out some sample lessons, and check out their affordable pricing at teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling. The merriest, the merriest, the merriest, you'll cheer.